Welcome back to the Split the Uprights podcast. You got your boy Ryan here with my buddy Ben. Uh, we got some fun stuff for you guys today, but first of all, Ben, how's it going, man? It's going good, dude. Um, before we dive into things, I would just like the listeners to know that my partner in crime, Ryan here, is probably the busiest man on the face of the earth. This is a fact. Um, I have delayed our latest episode multiple days in a row now due to family functions uh, seeming to get in the way constantly. I think uh, it was my fault one day. Yeah, I think I, we've tried to record this podcast for like the last like four days, and I think three out of the four it was my fault. And then one day you could you couldn't. Yeah, I had to chip in. Yeah, so... But nevertheless, we are back at it. We have the final um, episode on the 2020 uh, positional groups of the 2020 draft class. Um, Today we're going safeties, corners, and linebackers. We're going to go ahead and just kick this thing off. We're going to start off uh, with the boys on the back end. We're going to talk about the safeties. Um, Had a wasn't the strongest safety class in my opinion. We had some uh, top tier talent. Um, Me and Ben were discussing before the pod here. Uh, Grant Delpit and Xavier McKinney. And uh, Ben, I'm going to let you go ahead and get on that. I know you had some thoughts on Grant Delpit. Well, when you look at those two guys, um, a lot of the different experts were like split on them. Um, you know, you look one place and they like McKinney, you, like, you look at the other and they'll like Delpit. Personally, like when I watched LSU, I really liked Delpit. Um, I thought he was very impactful. Um, some of the sources I trust. I, they had him a little bit higher. Um, but, I mean, they both went early in the second round. Um, they both could have gone first round, but they slid. I was just curious why. I know that your guy was McKinney. That was your number one. He ended up going before Delpit. So was it because of his versatility? Um, a little bit. Like, um. If you were going based off 2018 tape, uh, I think Delpit would be the clear number one. Um, But following Delpit's 2019 tape, he seemed to have just so many more missed tackles, um, wasn't as physical. His coverage um, was still pretty elite, uh, but those missed tackles, I think, are the reason that really um, made him drop. Uh, My opinion Did you watch McKinney versus Clyde talk about a missed tackle? Well, that's just Clyde in general. He's a missed tackle waiting to happen. I just had to get that in. Fair enough, fair enough. But uh, just overall the season, I thought uh, McKinney um, had the higher upside and more was much more versatile. He's a uh, better blitzer, which isn't necessarily a safety you know, strength or anything like that. But I did, you know, I thought he was a great tackler. Um, also possessed really great coverage skills. Uh, he was my uh, safety one uh, about mid-season on. Uh, I think you know, I think he just has much more versatility and. Uh, he's got about the same speed as Delpit. Uh, I think he just has, you know, he's the better better safety. Mm, okay, that's fair. They had mocked McKinney to the Chiefs a couple different spots. A couple different publications had him going there, and he didn't. Um, you know, he went later on. Right. Um, but after that, I mean, you look at the safeties, and it was pretty chalky. Um, I, I can't think of one safety where i was like oh that's a slider like he should have gone way earlier uh other than you know those top two guys maybe not either of them getting into the first round uh, i thought maybe a couple decent values but yeah i thought maybe antoine winfield 
could have been in that conversation as well. Well, he, he went. Yeah, he like, went just right after sure, that. But he didn't go that much later. He went. Right. He went one pick after Delphi, and he, he right. can say he's in the combo. He was right there. Right. Right. Um, yeah. One one other thing, I was looking um, through some PFF um, grades and comparisons, and I really liked this uh, player comparison they had for Xavier McKinney. Uh, they had him uh, compared to Malcolm Jenkins. Uh, form, okay. formerly with the Eagles, now with the Saints, or back with the Saints. Um, I think that's a very uh, fair comparison. You know, uh, he's not overly fast. He's more of a quick, quick hitter kind of guy. Uh, but, I, you know, I thought that was a very good comparison as well. Yeah, when you think about Jenkins, it's not like, you know, he'll make the the splash play here or there, but it's more just that all or like that dependability. Right, and that's what I think about McKinney. Like he's, he's just solid. Yeah, and he's not. You know he's not he's gonna. gonna you know he's gonna do. He's not gonna be the reason you got you give up a big play. Yeah, um, most times not. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's kind of how I feel about McKinney. So I mean, it's I honestly like you. We think of like a safe pick. I think McKinney is a very safe pick. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Del, Delpit was. I thought of Delpit as more of the high upside. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, Delpit's ceiling could is probably uh, higher than McKinney's, but I think McKinney's floor is higher than Delpit's floor. Okay, yeah. Um, do you have any sleepers? I don't really have any sleepers. Um, I don't necessarily have a ton of sleepers. Um, the one guy that um, I think could be very good um, is safety Ashton Davis, who went to the New York Jets. Um, he's a track star. Um, insane kind of athlete um at the safety position um i think you know getting him next to jamal adams in that secondary is going to be uh could be pretty lethal yeah but what if he doesn't ever end up playing next to jamal adams oh i think he's gonna i think he's gonna end up playing who you 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 got uh someone who's gonna keep him off the field no what if jamal adams takes himself off the field that's very true. Yes, yes. Uh, hopefully, if he's on the Cowboys field, there's a, yeah. I mean, there's a good shot. Maybe the you know they're hoping for a little insurance here. But I think I think uh, Davis is more of a free safety um, than a strong safety. Obviously, um, he's got the smaller build and he's much more rangy, uh, more of a center fielder type. Uh, but if the Jets can get something worked out with Jamal Adams, which is you know. I can see the Jets really screwing that up because they seem to do that quite often. Uh, if they can get something going with these guys in that secondary, I think that could be very, very dangerous. I mean, dangerous. We're not scared of the Jets. No, I mean, obviously not scared of the Jets. They don't. Their their corners still aren't great. <laughs> dangerous. But, but uh, that could be a, the whole rest of the roster. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But that tandem would be a great tandem back there. Yeah, it could be a great tandem. Yeah. You said it, you said he's really like you, you called him a track star. Yeah. Um he's so that would be a good mix. Yeah, he wasn't able to run at the combine um cuz he was injured, but uh the kid's lightning fast. Uh he he can really he's got great explosiveness. He's got um really good range. I think, you know, having him with you know Marcus May and you know Jamal Adams in there Brian Poole could be a decent secondary I shout out my man Brian Poole by the way <laughs> only good corner right. on that roster all right get out of here um so yeah so that's it for safeties 
I thought it was pretty chalky. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest. Um, there's some guys who could be all right, but maybe a few good players in there though. Yeah, a few good players. Kind of have the same feeling here uh, going into the linebackers. Uh, obviously, there's a few special guys, um, but I didn't think that this uh, draft was particularly deep at the linebacker position. No. No, but there was some studs at the top, though. Oh, absolutely. Starting over at uh, pick number eight there. Got Isaiah Simmons landing with the Arizona Cardinals. What in the world are they going to do with him? So when we were doing our pre-draft episode, um, we had Isaiah Simmons going before number eight. Um, A lot of other places mocked him to Arizona. Um, And honestly, I I don't even think we talked about it, but I thought it was a great fit. I just didn't think that he would necessarily get past the Giants at four. I thought they might go that route. Um, But they were the Cardinals were 32nd against the tight end last year. And when asked, well, he like, immediately what, fixes that. Yeah, exactly. Like, when asked what like role he could play in the NFL, um, Simmons uh, like talking about the prospect of covering tight ends, like be, kind of being that specialist on like a third down. Uh, it's like reported his eyes lit up. So like it makes all the sense that he would fill that role, especially when you're in the division with George Kittle. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be a fun matchup for years to come. Honestly, Isaiah Simmons lined up against George Kittle. Oh, man, that's going to be fun. Is What do you what do you think the best uses of his talents are? Uh, it's, it's really difficult to say. He does everything well. He can match up with slot corners. Uh, he can play the box. He can blitz. Um, he can play, you know, single high. Um, <laughs> he can really do anything you ask him. Um, his build is, is his body type is more that of a safety I feel um, but I think they're going to use him all over the, all over the place hopefully um, right. kind of like a Swiss army knife he can he's kind of can do everything you know well I feel like he fits perfectly as like a linebacker in a nickel yeah or like the it's kind of or... or you could be like a third safety you know yeah like, that's a similar yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. depending on your sub package that's a similar position yeah so or you know and like you said, like a Swiss Army, like he could, all of a sudden he can drop down into the A gap, and you're like, what? What the fuck? What just happened? What just happened? Yeah. I mean, cover. Mm. He can cover running backs in the flat too. Like, it's yeah. just like anything you ask him to do, he can do. It's just, it's insane. And he is a local kid um, here, right up the street from us, about ten minutes from my house in Olathe, Kansas. Uh, right. Breeding them yep. good over here, I guess. Yeah. Ended up at Clemson. Yeah. Uh, you know how those so, big schools come in and just swoop them up. Yeah. No, they just, they're gone. They're, <laughs> if they get that big scholarship, it's over. Right. So. But, I had a, uh, <laughs> we had a previous talk about another linebacker um, who you think might be a little bit overrated in yeah. Mr. Kenneth Murray. Yeah. So I'm not the, like, I'm not the biggest college football fan, but the team I do root for is Oklahoma. And so I saw a lot of Kenneth Murray. And so I I saw a lot of how they used him. And I used to have this blind spot for linebackers who are really athletic and who might be even like team leaders, team captains on the defense. But the, the, the defensive coordinator asked them more so to spy like on passing downs. And you just watch it, like play after play, like they'll be they'll be great against the run, 
but they'll just sit there and they'll spy and then the quarterback might run outside the pocket and then Kenneth Murray will do work. He will run him down. And that was kind of similar to how um, Rashawn Evans was used to Alabama. And two years ago, I fell in love with him. Um, and that, that was also because he was a great pass rusher. Right. So that I saw his moves. And Kenneth Murray doesn't have that like in his game, really. No, nah, so, he wasn't asked to do that a lot either. Yeah, and I used to fall for these kind of players that like were in the box and just super athletic. But they don't actually give you much in coverage. And with Rashawn Evans, it's okay because he's such a – I think he's a great pass rusher, like blitzing. Um, I'm not sure that Kenneth Murray gives you that. So I'm not sure what the um, the Chargers are getting at 23. If you can't cover. Yeah, yeah I mean, they traded back in to the first to go get him. Um, I agree with you 100%. I think he's a bit slow in coverage. Um his ball production is not uh, its non-existent almost. He's uh, four pass breakups in three years. Uh, you know, well, he he's, just, he's, he's a yard past the line of scrimmage, just uh, like with eyes on the quarterback. Like he's not. Right. And it's just, it's, I don't know, it's disconcerting to me that they're constantly in shootouts in the Big 12. Oklahoma has, Oklahoma has this great offense. Obviously, they're going to be up in games. Right. And Kenneth Murray is your most athletic linebacker, and you're not asking him to cover. Yeah, it's it's I don't know. I it just seemed like he's just not like he's 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 athletic, I'll give him that, but I think like he go he's like a straightforward kind of guy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I mean that's that's about the extent of his skill set at this point. Maybe, you know, we see some more things in the pros. Uh, it just seemed like they didn't utilize uh well they I mean they utilize his skill set, but I think that's they didn't like, expand on it. So I think he's a kind of a one note kind of guy. Right. I mean, he's, he has great instincts um, looking forward. Right. Um, and he's a great tackler and he's got good straight line speed, but you know, his back pedal needs pick, work. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so sure. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think we're on the same page there uh, with Kenneth Murray. Uh, there was actually, um, a little buzz about the Falcons possibly trading back and him being a target for them um, at the end of the first, something like that. Uh, I'm completely okay with them passing on that. So, Yeah, that makes sense. But we do have another linebacker that we're going to get to here, um, and that's one that you know and I know very, oh, I very know. well. We know him. And that is your boy, Willie Gay Jr., Chiefs, Willie Chiefs, Willie Gay yeah. Jr., friend of the pod, friend of me of the pod, you know. Friend of me of the pod, absolutely. Willie uh, Gay, pick 63. Um, this, when you look at a value standpoint, I think you can't really disagree with the fact that this was the Chiefs' best pick. I'm there you with disagree, that. disagree, sir? No, I do not. Um, everything we said about Kenneth Murray uh willie gay does those things but he also does the stuff we said kenneth murray couldn't do Agreed. i can't remember if, if willie gay had the first or second highest graded uh in pass coverage of the of the linebackers in this it class. was top two it was, for, it was top yeah. two for sure it was either first this year and second when you combine the last two years or something like that uh well because he got he got suspended but um but this was absolutely a dynamite pick you loved him coming out. I did. You were all over him. 
Uh, he was one of my. He was my. I think. I think I had him at linebacker three, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, but right. I, I absolutely loved him um, coming out. He could, like I wanted to just uh, do a little quote here from PFF. Uh, says he can flip his hips and run the seam with a slot wide out. Elite coverage traits, and they are not wrong. Uh, this kid is fast. He tore up the combine. Uh, he can also blitz. Like he's everything you want in a linebacker. The like the only reason I believe he is fallen was or fell this far was the off the field issues. Uh, you know he wasn't a full didn't play the full year here because of suspensions this past season. Uh, I feel like if he was able to uh, go back to back full seasons the last two years, uh, this guy could have been first round talent. Well, that's that's the thing. He's a first round talent. I mean, if you look at the combine, like just turn the tape of I believe versus Alabama last year, and you watch the interception he makes of, of Tua. Oh, he reads it so well. He dips underneath this route, and it's just you can see the athleticism. You can see all of it. Yeah, in one and play. I believe that happened the play after he sacked Tua right before that too. I think it was right. almost back to back plays where he's just into his grill and then he just takes the ball from him. Oh, so. and he's violent, dude. Oh, absolutely. Like if, if, especially if he's coming downhill and he's got so much athleticism for his size. I, I am oh, I'm, I'm in love. This. I was, like I said, when on draft night, uh, round two, we were sitting there and we were, you know, debating on who it was going to be. We had no idea. And I was just praying <laughs> that Willie would fall to the third and the Falcons could snag him up. And then I got I, I my draft coverage was a little bit behind yours, and I just got the uh, message from you that said Willie in all caps, <laughs> and I was like, no, but yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, it went he went to an ally, right, right. So at least you know this will be fun to me since you know we live around here in, in you know Chiefs country. I can go see him anytime I want now. So, oh, and he's so fun. There was this yeah. video pregame of like him, t- like taking these pom poms from like a cheerleader and just like dancing around the field. <laughs> I think I saw, and it's to like, style. So, yeah, he's fun. He's fun. I love it. I yep. love it, dude. Well, do you have any other linebackers that you'd like to speak on out of uh, this yeah, class? No, I'm looking at it right now, and the only other one that kind of piqued my interest was Logan Wilson. Yeah. Um, just from a, like a like I said a value standpoint, I thought that was decent. Cincinnati got a haul. They what, really did well. Was he third or fourth round? Uh, he was the first pick of the third. Yeah, that yeah. He I I was really high on him as well. Um, I was kind of hoping that we might grab him in the third as well. If um, so him and Willie kind of went back to back there. Uh, kind of. But cut, then you wouldn't have gotten Hennessy. That's true. I'm I'm a big uh, Hennessy fan, as you guys have known, have heard in the last episodes. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, I was really high on uh, him. He's also uh, kind of a do-it-all kind of linebacker. I'm a big fan. Um, the only other guy I could talk about uh, for those Falcons fans listening out there right now uh, is uh, Michael Walker uh, from Fresno State. Was drafted in the fourth round uh, by Atlanta. Uh, I think he's going to come in and immediately. Uh, start in the base defense, uh, taking over the Devondre Campbell role at uh, the strong side linebacker, 
and then I think he's going to be uh, put on special teams basically after that. I don't think he's going to play in the nickel at all. So mm. I think. Uh, hey, you know who went one pick before Michael Walker? Who's that? I say his name. He went to Denver. Oh. Albert. Albert. Uh, oh. Alberto. <laughs> I just oh. wanted to get you to say the name. I was going to try, but it, it's I would butcher <laughs> it so terribly. Yeah. Oak Awakenom yeah, or something like that. I, it's bad. I can't. I, I, I'm sorry, Albert. I know I butchered that. I doubt you'll ever hear this, but if you do, I apologize. Yep. Well, I, I have one question. If you had Willie at number three, who is at number two? Oh, man. Let me see. Let me look at my board real quick. Because, like, what other one even went and like was in that so we, we had Willie as a first round talent yeah let me double so, check let me see if I can find it real quick we weren't as high on Kenneth Patrick Unless Queen was... Patrick Queen was oh linebacker yeah team. oh we forgot to well Patrick Queen's just a really good that was just a great pick like it was there's not a lot to talk about with Patrick Queen it's just like I wanted to see if we, how you felt about Willie not getting to you in the third. That's how I felt about Patrick Queen. And then he went to Baltimore, and then I cried. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said, yeah. we, we are very high on all the Baltimore picks. Well, I am. I know you. No, we're not. We yeah. are not united. Like, you I'm, are You I'm, are very upset I'm about them. Some of them. I am very I'm high, high on, on some them. Of them. I, some of them. I loved all their like, picks. Oh, my God. Which which pick did you one, dislike? Which which pick did you dislike from the I don't Ravens? Know. There was just some later rounds where you're like, oh, this is a great pick. I'm like, hey, it's just, it's okay. Like it's it's the round they were projected to be picked in. I guess like it's not like, you know, it's not earth shattering. Don't you dare talk Plus, trash. Plus Dobbins in the second. We you know how we we talk about like we, you know, he'll do well in that offense, but like, you know, running don't. back in the second. Like we said, you're not going to get that value back. Yeah, well, they had a, an extra second-round pick from the Falcons, so I think they can afford to do it. I guess. I mean, and I guess. But they're just like, and Mark Ingram's not getting any younger, so I, I, I see it. They got they addressed their biggest need in round one, got Patrick Queen, come back get Job or J.K. Dobbins in round two. I like, I love it, you know. And we're just gonna not. I know you said that you were saying that I'm too high on these later round picks. Don't don't you dare talk oh trash on James Proche, okay? Oh my god. Southern Methodist great James Proche, okay? He'll never do anything. You know, when he's a starting slot receiver this year, just you just you just wait. I hope I hope he's a starting slot receiver. I, I hope, hope so too. I just <laughs> I'm just bro, I got him in Dynasty. I got him. Yeah. No. <laughs> we'll did. see what you happens. Did that. That's something that you did. We'll see what happens. I, you know, I got to trust my instincts here. All, All right. right. Well, let's get going on these cornerbacks. I know this is where we have been wanting to go. We are talking about this pre-show, how this was going to be the stake. This and is the stake, This is bro. the stake. We wanted to get into these corners. I know we, you got a couple guys. I got a couple guys. Who's uh, first on your mind? All right, well, we got to start with A.J. Terrell. That's the biggest thing. Like, middle of the first round, I don't think after the game versus LSU, after Jamar Chase, let's be honest, we, we all saw what happened. It was I just rewatched it. It was, it was a little not safe for work. But it was rough. It was rough. Um, he has talent. People had him as, like, a mid to upper second-round pick. 
I would say. Uh, you know, pre-draft, we were talking about maybe one of the one of our teams taking him in the second. Right. Um, you guys slide up there at 16. You get A.J. Terrell. I got to get your mindset. Well, initially, I just went – literally right before we started this podcast, I just went back and looked at all his coverage snaps from 2019. And obviously, the Jamar Chase ones were brutal. Um, he was abused very badly by Jamar Chase. Um, and I went and I wanted to study it a little bit more. And so watching the rest of his coverage snaps, I came away with some positives and some negatives, obviously. Um, I think his length really helps him out in a lot of, uh, um, different ways. I think that he does have, um, elite closing speed. I I do. I like to see that. Um, I'd like to see him get a little bit, a lot of bit stronger at the catch point. It seems like um, he'll once he's like gassed, like he doesn't compete for the ball as strongly as he should. Um, I watched a few plays where he's uh, got great coverage and then just doesn't make a play on the ball, and that you know, when you're getting a guy at pick 16 in the first round, that's not what you like to see when you know you're going in a division with you know Mike Evans, Michael Thomas, um, those kind of guys. So. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, where he fits in the Falcons um, secondary this first season, especially um, with, you know, everything going on with COVID-19 and, you know, don't know when teams are going to get in. I know it seems like it's all starting to kind of clear up now, but um, with offseason programs being delayed, uh, the Falcons secondary is kind of a mystery at the moment. Yeah, well, it just sounds like they'll have to use him on, like, specific matchups. So maybe right. you wouldn't put him on a Mike Evans because well, that might here's... not be a strategic, you know, that might not be who you'd put him on. You know, I, 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 I'm right there with you. I'm just thinking who on the Falcons is going to be able to cover Mike Evans. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the logical thing would be to put Isaiah Oliver there. Um, he's also a big long corner who could probably match up with Evans. Um, but Isaiah has not, you know, proven himself to be a top-end talent at this point in his career. Um, he played better down the stretch, so hopefully we get some, you know, different, you know, a different game out of him going forward. But, you know. Well, here's what you're going to do, I think. I think you just have to, you know, as, you know, you're assuming that Mike Evans will be lined up on the outside, which makes sense. You're just going to have to have probably Oliver on him, roll the safety over the top, and then, um, you know, put – put Terrell on Godwin which I think is the more no I <laughs> no. don't think so. well I mean, that, I mean he's more of the slot guy he's yeah the, but I would I would runner speed I would prefer um they put Kendall Sheffield on a Chris Godwin so but that's their t- who are you gonna have Terrell on oh they're gonna be in three wide receiver sets they're gonna they said their base is gonna be two tight ends I know you're understand you're gonna Terrell's gonna probably take some shots. You're gonna draft a corner in the first round and not have him on two of the like the top two receivers on. Well, as I'm saying, I don't think Oliver's gonna keep that job too long, so they're gonna have to have Terrell out there. That's fine. So that that's the thing is like. But you think Sheffield's better than Terrell right now? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do. What does that mean? I I think I think Kendall Sheffield is gonna have a is gonna be 
a name that you don't that you hear from this season. I'm I'm pretty big on Kendall Sheffield. I think he's better than Oliver. So like he's just not as big, but he's he's got like okay. four three speed. He can keep up with these slot guys. Um, he can hit. He can tackle. Uh, I think Kendall Sheffield's going to have a bigger year. Okay, uh, so yeah, sure. You could put Terrell on Evans, have him shade underneath, so he takes away like the fifteen and under stuff, and then have the shade the the safety over to his side. Yeah, you're going to have be, to have a safety over fine. the top for sure. And then uh, have the middle line, have Dion bracket um, Godwin with whoever you put on him. Right. So you, you know, do there's ways can. to get around it. It's just going to be difficult, especially if they're doing like some two tight end stuff. That's going to be interesting. Um, Isaiah Oliver does um, pretty well covering tight ends. I will say that. Uh, the real answer is to have Davidson and, and Grady just hit Tom Brady before the ball even gets to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that line can get to Brady, then I think it's, it's fine. We shouldn't have any, any issues at all. All right, so the, the moral of the story is, is that you were kind of disappointed with the Terrell pick at the time. I think you've made peace, Yeah. and you're hopeful. Uh, you kind of sometimes when you're laying in bed at night, you think about what could have been, um, but then you wake up and you, you know, the sun rises and it's, it's the next day. And right. You think about what could be. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think AJ Terrell has all the talent in the world to become a good corner. Uh, PFF has him um, compare uh, as an NFL comparison to Darius Slay. So if he turns out anyway, in that shape or form, great. I don't think he's there yet. Um, he's got some stuff to work on. Um, like I said, I was pretty sad on draft night, not necessarily because of the AJ Terrell pick itself. Um, cause like I said, we had, uh, talks before the draft about one of our teams drafting him, but in the second, um, <laughs> but it was more, uh, the fact that, you know, Kinlaw was not there anymore. Who was my, my dream guy. Um, and that's two years in a row. I've been nabbed to my dream guy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I, like I said, I think AJ Terrell is going to be good for us, um, but he definitely has some things to work on. Hey, you know who went one pick before AJ Terrell? Oh gosh, yes, uh, Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. You know who went one pick after? CD Lamb. Yep. Mm. Falcons could have got CD Lamb. I get it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. We're yep. all sad. You know, right, let's, let's try to get that in. You know, the amount of Laquan Treadwell disrespect on this podcast right now. And it will continue. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. All right. All right. Um, I know you were very um, curious. Uh, we were talking about this earlier as well um, on a cornerback from LSU having a big slide in the draft, uh, falling pretty far, I believe, is late round two, uh, Christian Fulton. What's your thoughts on uh, the LSU corner falling so far? I have no idea what happened here. What happened? This was a first-round player on pretty much – I don't know. I didn't see any anybody rank him below the first round. Um, we, you know, we all got a good look at LSU. You know, it's funny. He wasn't even the best corner on his team. This little 18-year-old, Derek Stingley. He's going to be an absolute monster. <laughs> Oh my but God! Fulton's really good, and you know he he matched up. They rotated, I believe. I don't think they lined up on the same side all, all the time at LSU. I think they might move around. But yeah. anyway, no, he, I mean, moved he around. was guarding. I watched his you know, all his coverage snaps too. 
Yeah, I mean, they played Alabama. They played some other good receivers. So, um, yeah, he had good tape. I don't get why he fell all the way to 61. Well, it came and, out... And there, was a, and there was a bunch of corners that went before him. Right. It came out that he, um, after the draft, that he interviewed badly and rubbed some coaches the wrong way um, in his interview, in his uh, combine interviews and, um, you know, pre-draft stuff. Um, and then also, I don't know if this has much effect, he got caught cheating on a drug test um, early in his LSU career. Um, so that might be another red flag. Mm. Um, I thought his tape was pretty decent. Uh, I thought it was like late first, first round tape. I, I thought, he, you know, I like I said, I just went back and watched his coverage snaps. Um, I thought um, I would not want to line him up against bigger guys. Uh, I feel like NFL type guys will kind of manhandle him. Uh, but you know, he sees he think like he seems a little bit stronger than he is. I think that was the kind of impression I came away from. Yeah. Okay. Well, it makes sense then with him interviewing bad and having a drug test thing. That's the only explanation. I, I agree with you. I, I would I would say. Somewhere in the twenties, I thought he was going to go somewhere in the twenties. Yeah, um, I think he's got that kind of talent. I just think that all this extra stuff kind of pushed him down. Um, and you look at the well, it wasn't twenties; it was right at thirty. But Igba Ig, Benogany, Noah Igbenogany. Yeah, no, I don't think people thought he was going to go there. I didn't. I did. I didn't really like his tape at all. If I'm being honest. So that seems like a project. Yeah, they kind of went that route. I mean, with the lineman they took and Igbenogany. Yeah, I was not nailed it that time. You did. That was great. That was that was, that was sweet. smooth. That was smooth. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Went I, down like a tall glass of Igbenogany. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I really, um, I wasn't in love with his uh, tape. He's got like basically zero ball production. Um, I, I, you know, his coverage skills were all right. I think he, he's kind of newer to the position, if I remember correctly. Um, when I was doing his tape a while back, I, I just saw um, a lot of guys uh, that I respect talking really highly of him. When I did his tape, I just didn't see it. Um, I really wasn't as big a fan as um, a lot of people out there. But, you know, he went a lot higher than we expected. Yeah. Well, it just seems like Miami's taking the long view with some of these picks. There were more athletic projects you, you say he might have been um what were you saying about Igbenogany he was late to the position like he, yeah if I remember correctly um like I think it was either late to the position or late to just like kind of football in general oh okay yeah so raw like yeah. projectable okay right. yeah and I mean I thought it was kind of a strange pick in general considering the contract they gave uh you know Byron Jones and Xavier and have Xavier Howard on the roster already um I didn't think that was going to be necessarily um, one of their top picks to go corner. I, you know, I was kind of I thought that was kind of strange, but you know, dolphins are going to dolphin. So yeah, well, I mean, it could work out. It just seems yeah. like you know, I feel like you pick your spots with the projects. Oh yeah. Um, maybe not the first round, but um, you know, if they develop them, they all hit. They're going to hit at the same time. Oh yeah, so I guess that's cool. Yeah, well, you know, we'll we'll see, and you know, maybe they're thinking, you know, 
after you know Xavier Howard has a couple years down the line, maybe he can take over that outside spot. But yeah. All right. So these two corners went back to back in the second round. I want you to pick one: Jalen Johnson or Trayvon Diggs. Well, I'm gonna say um, they're kind of completely different corners. Um, you you think so? What do you what do you what do you how do you profile Jalen? Well, I think Jalen is more he's more of a physical corner. I think he's more like up in your face. He's a little bit smaller than Trayvon Diggs. Um, not as long. He's he's 100% more physical. I yeah, watched this. Yeah. 100%, 100% like Yeah. Yeah, much yeah. more physical. Press man. Yeah. Even though he's not like you said he's a little bit smaller. It's not yeah. like but he presses and he'll, he'll be up in your face. He's feisty. He's feisty yeah. for sure. I, I I liked his tape. Um I I think they're kind of I think Jalen or Jalen is much more of like a press man guy and I think Trayvon is long, lengthy, um, but still very raw. Um, I didn't think, you know, like his, his coverage was decent. Um, he's, a, I believe he's a former receiver. I think that makes sense. Yeah. And he graded fairly well. Right. I thought he made some, he had some ball production too. Like pass breakups, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, I think oh. it's just, he's more like kind of a, not necessarily off coverage, but like he's going to need some space, um, to work sure. with, you know, um, he's not, he's not going to be up in, uh, these wide receivers grill to start. Um, I thought, you know, Dallas getting him in the second was pretty good value. I know some people yep. predicted him to go in the first as well, and I think Jalen was right around where he went as well, um, early first, you know, late or mid-second. Uh, or not early first, sorry. Late yeah. <laughs> late first, mid-second. Yeah, no, uh, he's, he's not A.J. Terrell. He's no, not AJ he's, Terrell. no, he's Calm not. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, I thought, I you know, I thought the – place where they went was about right for both of them um, I, I do think they are uh, pretty different style corners yeah to speak to kind of the lack of physicality for digs you watch that last drive versus LSU and it was like three out of the, the three out of the however many plays were on that last drive like one of them was Clyde like catching it and he had like stutter stepped and just ran through digs for the first down it was like a third and eight uh, Burrow had to like hot routed out to him um and then it was um maybe it wasn't that drive but it might have been it was a different touchdown but he ran through digs again and just like plowed as well like you just saw it like he's not up he's not about this tackling life no i mean that's what and that's kind of my big thing with corners i love corners who can tackle i absolutely love them that's my kind of corner um you know, you get a guy who's going to get up in, you know, receiver's face. They're going to, you know, come up and uh, get running backs that are out in the flat, you know, like in zone, you know. I think it, that's that's my style of corner. And that kind of isn't Trayvon Diggs' uh, you know, forte, really. Um, but that, you know, he's he's pretty decent in coverage. So, and then that's, yeah. you know, kind of where the league's going. So, but I just, I love physical corners. That's my kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We all have our types of players that we like. Um, well, speaking of like physical corners, um, there's one team that drafted a pair early. Um, the first one we got to get through to get to the second one, who we both love, who is the physical guy. But Jeff Gladney goes the second to last pick in the first round. I believe you were a fan of his as well. I was. I actually mm-hmm. had him graded higher than AJ Terrell in my in my process. Mm. Um, no disrespect again to AJ Terrell. Still love AJ. Sounds like disrespect. I, you know, I'm, I'm, 
I'm just laying out the facts here. I'm going to be honest with the people. Mm. I want to make sure that they're getting the facts here on Split the Uprights. So I want to be okay. honest with them. I did have Jeff Gladney graded higher. Um, I think he's also um, a physical corner that can uh, get the job done. I think, you know, with Xavier Rhodes having such a down year that last year, they wanted to, you know, st- you know, strengthen up that cornerback room. And I think they did it with these two studs. Um, the second one, obviously talking about our boy Cameron Dantzler. Oh, I love him. I love him too. I absolutely I love, love him. him. Bro. He was one. Of, he was. He was my also my draft crush. I was hoping you know the Falcons might get a big stud in the first, like a Kinlaw, and oh then God, come back stud. and you know come back and get Cam Dantzler in the second. And I was just, it was great. Yeah, that's, that was my draft dream. But here we stand. So you're a Mississippi State fan. I, you know, their defense was so electric. I'm gonna, you know, uh, you had you know guys like Montez Sweat. Uh, you know, Cam Dantzler, Willie Gay. That 2018 defense was stupid. Oh, so nice. Uh, well, Abrams. I mean, he just had an attitude all yeah, the time. Yeah, uh, that, that Mississippi State defense was legit. Why I'm missing – I know I'm missing one yeah, guy. Yeah, missing the interior D lineman that and went I, to – Oh, he went to the Titans. Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, Jeffrey yep, Simmons. Simmons. Dude, yeah. he was a – Simmons was a monster. He was one of my ACL. favorite guys. It, wasn't it a torn ACL? Yeah, and he came back and that still played um, towards the end of the season. Yeah, and EFF had him as a top 10 or top 12 talent, like just raw talent. Oh, yeah. He was just Insane. so good. But, yeah, that Mississippi State defense, it just I loved everything about it. They're fast. They're physical. They tackle. Uh, it's I loved it. And part of that was Cam Dantzler. Absolutely. Um, so Dantzler on PFF had a 77-plus coverage grade, which is pretty nice. Uh, he did not allow more than 77 yards in any single game. Um, and that is even going up against Jamar Chase, where he allowed one catch for six yards. That was, yeah, I think I watched that tape. And he, and almost, and he almost had picked off Burrow on one of them. He dropped it. But mm-hmm. he, he had a very nice pass breakup. Um, he had, looks like, Last two seasons, fourteen pass breakups and uh, four picks. Yeah, in the yeah, SEC. A, so that's I love nice. his profile. There was a stretch there for like two hours where it was just us messaging back and forth, saying, um, "So Dantzler? like, yeah, I like, was what like, do you want here? I, was like, I want Dantzler. I was like, "Where the hell is he going? Like, I would have taken two corners. I would have been okay if he was the second corner that the Falcons take took. I'd be okay right. with that." Uh, but the Falcons have drafted, um, was that four corners in the last like three drafts, I think. Oh, yeah. which team? The Falcons. Oh yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, they took. Well, so have the Vikings, bro. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I like it. Well, the, and the, it seems like every year the Vikings get the like the second round ish, like the second tier, whichever one I love. Like uh, two years ago, it was Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes, I like, loved Mike Hughes. I lo- yes, I love Mike. I was Hughes. a big Mike Hughes guy. Yep. And so they got the the one this year. They got the the little sleeper. I li- I even liked uh, Mackenzie Alexander. Oh yeah, when he, he came yeah, out. Sure. I mean, he hasn't uh, lived up to it, but. No. Yeah. But. No, but they're stacking corners, bro. Oh yeah, but I just one you know more thing on Cam Dansler. I I love how physical he is. He's just like he's 
tall, but he's very lean. He's like like a buck seventy five. But I mean, he weighed in more than that. But like that's what he plays at. He's a skinny guy, mm-hmm. but he is physical. Like he comes up and tackles. Um, he'll blitz if you ask him to. Um, you know, he's not scared to like get in the mix and stuff like that. Uh, I love my corners like that. They'll get physical guys. The only thing is, um, when I, I went back and before we did this pod, like I said, I did the I watched all the coverage snaps um, for a few of the guys, and his tape was the shortest out of all these guys. And I was looking back, and his like his grading coverage is great, but they kind of went away from him a lot, so he didn't get a we didn't get a huge sample size of what he can do in coverage because they were always kind of shading away from him, his side well, of the I mean, field. That's, honestly, that tells me just as much as them targeting him. Right. So I was, you know, that's why I was saying, like, I'm looking, um, I did, like, A.J. Terrell and his, like, all his coverage tapes were, like, like took, like, 12 minutes, and then Christian Fulton's took, like, 15, and then I look at Cameron Dancer and it's, like, eight minutes, and I'm like, well, what's going on? So I check the numbers, and he just doesn't have as much snaps. Uh, so you also watch Fulton? Yeah, I watch Fulton's tape, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you look at those those three teams, you know, the two corners uh, other than Dancer that you watched, they had a, another corner who is of, uh, up, you know, Bryce Hall went later. But... Oh, wait, 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 remember, Bryce Hall, Virginia. Oh, my God, I did You it did again. it again. Who's the, who's the – they have another good corner, though. They do. Uh, I'll – I'll find his name. Hold on. Like, who's the other – like, my point is, who's the other corner for Mississippi State? Like, they're not going to target Cameron Damsler if they don't have to. Like, Yeah. So, you know, they're going to go away from him. Why do I keep saying Bryce Hall went to Clemson? You just you just think it's, that's, that's how – it's just cemented in your mind. It is. I don't get it. It's it's funny. But um, I, I know I'm, I'm really big on um, Cam Damsler, and I think, like, him and Gladney um, – going to be pretty nice to uh, nice outside corners um, going forward. Uh, if Mike Hughes can stay healthy, having him there in the slot, ugh, that secondary could be very nice. With uh, Anthony Harris there at the safety position, whew, I love it. Still Harrison Smith, too? I'm, yeah. I, yeah. You, know, you like it? I'm with you. No, here? I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just thinking um, I'm trying to find some sleepers cornerback wise yeah i i like to look and see if we have anything i liked um troy pride jr out of notre dame going to the carolina panthers did you check out any troy pride no i i didn't it's i know it's pride month but i must have missed out uh it's early you can still get it in okay <laughs> <laughs> no he was he's like uh he's kind of a smaller um slot kind of guy uh but he's very he's physical um he's pretty pretty quick uh i thought you know he i thought the uh panthers should have addressed corner a little bit earlier uh with you know dante jackson being their number one at the moment um, after the departure of james bradbury uh but you know, Panthers are still kind of in rebuild mode and everything like that. But I thought, oh, one hundred percent, yeah. But I thought Troy Pride would was a decent pick. I think, believe it was fourth round. I think he was there in the fourth. Um, but I really, he was one of the guys I really liked. He had a good Senior Bowl as well. So that's just a you know a sleeper guy I liked. I also liked uh, 
Amik Robertson out of Louisiana Tech, I believe. Why? This kid is scrappy <laughs> as hell. I will say oh that. Oh my god, it's the type thing. I did. love it. He's my he's my kind oh of guy. Lord. Um, if he played at a bigger school, I think he would have got uh, more notoriety. Uh, but you know, playing at Louisiana Tech, um, the the level of competition is just not there. But he's um, he's definitely more of a slot guy. I like these physical corners. That's what I, I like yeah, corners. I like these corners that get up in these receivers' faces. Uh, you know, make them play their game. And you know, those are just some guys that you guys can go watch and you know come away with your own uh, thoughts and you know all that on them. But those are just a couple of my guys. Did you have any sleepers that you liked late? Um, Sneed, Legarius. Oh, that. Oh, I wonder why. Well, <laughs> I'm just, I'm, just uh, I'm gonna touch on him just because. Um, he was a, I believe he was a super like athletic dude. Like he tested out crazily. Um, so watch for him on special teams. That sounds like a special teams pick. Yeah, I didn't. Like I, they could sprinkle him in, but I will be honest, I did not watch his tape. Uh, so I'm not super familiar on him. I know you went back and watched a little bit of him, right? I did, yeah. It, it was like, um, yeah, he was super athletic. He made a couple plays on the ball that was I thought were really impressive. Um, but that, like, uh, they always give um, – trying to remember the special teams co- coordinator right now. Um, well, I'm blanking. But they always give him, like, a pick or two late Right. that they're just like, hey, you know – what do you want? We'll see if we can mold him into like whatever position he is. But basically it's like, just if, if you need a gunner, go get a gunner. If you right. need like a, another up man or whatever, you would have, yeah. So. Well, I think the Falcons did that as well with a couple of their picks. I mean, they took a punter in round seven. So big well, shout out Sterling Hoffritter. Well, so be punting. there we go. Uh, you know, maybe not with this offense. Todd, Todd Gurley passed <laughs> I, that. I love their offense, and I Todd just had Gurley, to try it. I just Todd Gurley see passed that, that physical, you, baby. Bro. Todd Gurley passed the physical. Let's go. Oh, here we go. You could you could have sprinkled that into news. Yeah, I could have brought that. I could have brought that up. But I wanted to get to the you know these positions. Um, of course, there's other guys that we um, did not touch on. Um, of uh, course, like Jeff Akuda. Uh, yeah, there's nothing to say. Damon Arnett. I thought him. Oh, there's yeah. something to say about there's that. There's something. Bro. Yeah, I thought coming back. What the hell's going on here? Yeah, uh, Damon Arnett. That with Terrell. I was Terrell's, thinking that I was going know, to. Yeah, Terrell's like, oh, he went early, but he's. We still think he's pretty good. Like he might have been in slight reach. Arnett, like you mocked him, I believe in the third round of the Chiefs pre pre draft or was it second? I don't remember. I, but it was either it was second or third. It was later. Yeah, it was later. And honestly, even in the second, I was thinking about like where some of the the other people have him ranked and he was pretty big project right like he was he was it was a little bit later in the draft he'll he's an older he he's an older guy i believe he's like 23 like, maybe which, that's what it is it's yeah. not a pro, it's not like a young project it's like he's kind of it kind of is what he is almost yeah and it's like you know which isn't was, necessarily bad it's just is he what you know he played opposite of jeff akuda at ohio state um uh, you know, he, he wasn't the number one. He was lined up against mostly number twos. Um, but, I mean, he's still still pretty decent. He's just – I don't think he has, like, a giant ceiling. I didn't think he had a first-round talent, in my they opinion. They love taking the second bananas to the big corner at Ohio oh, yeah. State. It's like a tradition. Oh, yeah. I think it's uh, also crazy. Uh, 
they were rumored to be very high on uh, AJ Terrell, which is what we were talking about earlier. And they ended up having they had two first two picks in the first round, and when Henry Ruggs was still available to him, they took Ruggs, and were hoping to get AJ Terrell at 19. And so the Falcons came in and scooped him up right there, so and took him from the Raiders. So I just think you know that was kind of a last ditch effort to go get Arnett, even though I thought there was still better corners on the board. So basically, I have the Falcons to thank for Tyreek Hill roasting Arnett over the next four years. Well, I wouldn't say it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Well, yeah, yeah. You can thank the Falcons for that. I was gonna say you were gonna be worried about Rugs lighting up one of your corners. Well, I mean that was gonna happen. Like Rugs, he's he was gonna go to the Raiders anyway. Yeah, we, there was some. That was the ghost of Al Davis. Like right. he reached down and he's like. Here you go. One last time. He pulled he hopped into the the way back machine and he just Right. You know what I mean, he, he had to <laughs> he had Do you to do think it, bro. Darius Hayward Bay style, bro? Uh, let's not even bring that name on this podcast. What a garbage pick that was. Well, I mean, you, you talk about Laquan Treadwell. I just figured that would be in the same breath. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> that's that's exactly. All right, there we go. No, we'll agree on that. Um, right. there's another big guy, uh, bigger corner taken in round one and, uh, going to Jacksonville had CJ Henderson. Um, I know the Falcons you didn't like him. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't big on him. Like, like I said, he, like, he's not, he's not my prototypical, prototypical corner that I like. He's not very physical. He's great in coverage. You know, which, Deion Sanders didn't like to tackle either. You know, I like Deion Sanders, one of the greatest of all time not my style of corner it's just oh my god he's not he's like like he's obviously great and i know that but i just like he's like i like the guys that do the dirty work Deion sanders i'd rather have brandon browner no 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 don't you put those words in my mouth we will i don't know no 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 i just i just have uh uh not necessarily stereotypical but i have a type when it comes to corner we've established that i like the guys who do the dirty work with it you know i feel like uh Guys like, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey, he can be physical. Uh, Jarrell Revis, that he could be could be physical, but could still cover. And then you got these guys who are straight coverage guys, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you're getting picks, you're getting turnovers, you're getting pass breakups. Love it. I just, you know, like guy who can put it all together and can still make a tackle if he needs to and not get destroyed by a running back. That's fair. Um... I definitely put a little more weight. Like it's not, I you know I I prefer if my corner did not get run over. Right. But at the end of the day, I pay him to cover. And exactly. So, I I agree. I just saying, you know. All right, that's fine. But what was your thought? You I know type. you were bigger high on C.J. Henderson. You were higher on him than I was. Well, I can just I he has some skills that remind me of corners from the past who also had those skills. Like I said, I think I comped CJ Henderson um, to uh, I'm blanking on the corner from Ohio state that went to the saints. Lattimore. Lattimore. Um, just the way he can turn his hips and like close four yards in the span of like a second. Like if he gets beat, right. When you, when you have that ability, you can play more up and you just are able to take away some of the short stuff. Um, oh, but you had something about his like passer rating when targeted that, that it made me pause. It was a higher than the rest of the guys in this draft. 
Yeah, I think it was over. I, the I think it was over a it was over a hundred passer rating. That's a lot. Yeah, when he was targeted, I'm looking. I remember. I think Cam Dantzler, because I was trying to compare it, because I was like, Cam Dantzler's the man, and I was we and you were going back and forth about it. I think He's his. Man. I I think his uh, passer rated when targeted was like 66 or something like that, and yeah. then C J Henderson's like over a hundred, and I was like, I'm trying to tell you, Cam Dantzler, you know. Yeah. Um. So that you know um, there was a, you know. I, I said I, I think CJ is great. He's a great athlete. He's he blew up the combine. Um, like I said, I just think he need, needs to be more physical. That's I like physical corners. Of course you do. I like physical well, corners. Well, and so it's a you know, if CJ Henderson's one of those high upside picks, um, I think Jacksonville took two of those kinds of guys. Like Chason's kind of similar in that regard. Right. Um, so. I can't wait to see Visca. Oh yeah, so that I was can't like wait to see. It's I like, know. We know what he is. He's I can't wait to like, see Visca. He's already like ninety catches for uh, you know a thousand yards. And Just... and the fun thing about it is when Jacksonville is really not great next year, he'll have Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence throwing him the ball. There you go. I think that's pretty locked in at this point. Yeah. As much as I love Gardner, um, I don't. I don't think it's it, but I don't think you have it. Well, especially if Henderson is a project like we kind of project. I, I, I like the the prospect of a, you know, at nine that's a little rich, but you know, it could if it works, it's, it works really well. Right. Because Henderson has some skills where you could see it. It's it's a little different than, if, like some of these project dudes, we they're we call them that, but they're more so reaches. Right. This is like the the position has so much value. And you can see those raw like traits, um, you know, the tape in terms of like a down to down production, like you said, the passer rating against, um, he's going to have to put it together in the NFL, but if he struggles year one, they're going to get one of those top two quarterbacks probably. Right. And you know, uh, Jacksonville really needed um, to address the corner spot, obviously with the departure of Jalen Ramsey and, uh, and Boye. And, yeah, said, and AJ Bouye. Uh, they they had to address it, and you know I think he was considered um, by a lot of people to be CB two after Akuda, so you know you know why not take a shot on a high upside guy like that? Oh, who's the corner who went to? He's the number I believe is still the number one on Tennessee. Um, super athletic from USC. Oh, uh, I know you the know name. I, yes. Um, Oh, uh, I can see the name, but I can't. Yeah, me like, too. What is it? What is it? Oh, Everybody's laughing at us. I'm so bummed I don't know this but right now. But he reminds me of that. Like, I didn't love that guy coming out either. Like, yeah. I, he was in a similar um, like a similar regard as to where they thought he was going to be drafted. Um, but he ended up being pretty good. Because he, just the raw athleticism, he can run and he can close. Right. I'm gonna. I'm looking it up right now. Why can't I think of his name? It's it's really gonna like make me yeah, upset. Yeah. It's hurting my feelings. I can like I I got like two syllables, but I can't put it all together. I, I'm I'm literally right there with you. But that's who C.J. Henderson reminds me of. Okay, hold on. Along with Lattimore a little bit, just because of the closing. Why am I blanking on it right now? I I, I don't actually, know, I actually know exactly who it? you're talking about. Yeah. Adoree Jackson. Adoree Jackson. Yeah. God damn it. There it is. So, 
that could be a good path. If you get a Dory Jackson out of the number one nine pick, that's pretty good. That's not bad. No, I and Dory Jackson is one of my favorite corners. Honestly, I think a Dory Jackson. Good. Yeah, I like his game. It, it's a. Uh, I think that's a good comparison. I like that. All right. Well, bud, is there any guy, anybody else that you had on your mind here from the cornerbacks of the 2020 draft? Uh, another project. Uh, this was the seventh round. Okay. Seventh uh, round yeah, guy. Going deep. All right. Uh, guy, Bo Pete Keys. Okay. Bo All right. Vicarious. I think that's Vicarious. That's how you say his real is a uh, his government name. But he goes by Bo Pete. Uh, okay. Might be another special teamer. You, you know, one of those two guys is bound to be maybe a third corner. Oh, yeah. One of those two later round dudes, but figured I'd throw him in. There you go. I like it. I have, Plus, like, his name's Bo Pete, bro. Yeah, I mean, that alone is an elite name. So, elite traits coming, you know. Where did he, do you know, who did he go to? Like, what team did yeah, he get drafted what, by? Yeah. The Chiefs. What do you think I'm bringing this oh, up? Yeah. I'm just bringing up some seven. I don't bring seven. I, didn't, I, 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 was, I was like, I was confused. I was like, who is this guy? I don't, <laughs> I don't even know who this dude is. So. It's a two lane. I, I think I only found like one or two like little short vids. Yeah. Um, But he had some. It was, of course, like one or two games where he actually made a play. Yeah. So, I don't know what they saw, but. It's, they're in the seventh round. It's probably a special teamer. Yeah, I think that's kind of where you're going any, anywhere there in the seventh round. It's uh, I'm just looking through these corners real quick, seeing if there's any guy that we just really, you know, missed, you know, talking on. We talked about Noah. Talked about Jalen. Talked about Gladney. Uh, did, did you have any thoughts on Bryce Hall? I know you uh, think he uh, oh, went to Clemson. Yeah, Bryce Hall. Yo, there's literally a dude that <laughs> the Patriots picked at 204. Uh-huh. His name's Cash. Okay. C A S S H. I like it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> his name's Cash. Uh, Bryce Hall. So that he fell really far. What the hell? Yeah, I think what I can't remember how far. I, he... I didn't like his tape, but at some point, it's like, you know, this is value. Right. I'm, I don't get it. I'm trying to see if there's just anybody that we missed on. I think we got. You know, pretty good chunk of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anybody else I'm super high on. Where did um? What team did Hall go to? Bryce Hall. I, I I'm gonna say. That scrolling, scrolling. He is, he went <laughs> to. Why can't I find it now? Uh. This is just. All right. All right. Hold on. I'm I'm, I'm failing on this. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, I asked, guys. The Jets. The Jets. I went to the mind. Jets. You won't turn into anything. All right. Well, that's the pod, guys. And we're out. Peace. No. All right. Uh, we're gonna um, wrap this up for today. Uh, went big on the corners. Uh, got some info on some uh, good guys at the linebacker and safety positions as well. Um, we're going to have some new stuff coming for you guys uh, This as this wraps up our 2020 um, NFL Draft Positional Group Review. Uh, ben, you got anything you want to let the listeners know about? Well, I think if you listen to this far, you can hear um, kind of what we're planning. What do you, you want to do next week? The draft's over. Like we're, we're all done with the draft. 
Well, I'm thinking maybe we can go into uh, kind of the divisions and, you know, scope out our thoughts on, you know, the AFC and NFC divisions and just go uh, division by division and break it down, you know, thinking where we're going to, you know, who we like in each division and see kind of where it goes from there. All right, we can do that. There you go. All right, guys. So we'll um, have a division picked out for you guys here for the next episode. Uh, so come back and uh, see us or listen to us, actually, on uh, the Split the Uprise podcast. Yeah, they can't see us. They can't. They can't. Not yet. Eventually. Oh. Eventually. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we uh, all right. thank you guys again for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Split the Uprise podcast.